Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. It's Moratorium Wednesday on FST. Man. Some autopsies. We can dissect it any way you want, but I'm right there with many of you listeners. Uh, I got cleaned out completely. Didn't expect it. Yeah, didn't expect that to happen. So I'm out. I'm playing for some consolation prizes and, you know, bag of cheese doodles and whatever else uh, comes with the consolation prizes, which I'm not really that concerned about. Yeah, uh, I like many other people. I just got cleaned out. The one, the only one that's going to stick with me, obviously that Grand Street Tavern League, Dane, that you and I have talked about many times over. That'll be yep. a tough one to swallow, simply because of the way things broke down there at the end of the year, and, and just getting a bad matchup in, in a previous frozen playoff. rosters. <laughs> but the reality is, even if I advanced past the first week, I probably would have lost in the second week. My team's—I didn't think I got to a hundred points. Not unlike our league where we dominated early in the staff league here uh in the morning after league in the uh, fntsy league whatever you want to call it we dominated we we dominated early and just didn't really happen last few weeks lost a couple games uh didn't win the points title didn't win the top record and then got bounced with a absolutely depressing uh, 85 yeah. point performance. I don't know what the lowest we scored before that was, but it was over 100. It's probably that. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, probably that. yeah, before that, I think we broke 100 every week. So, um, look, it, it happened to a lot of people. Like, uh, I it's think a war of attrition. Matt Berry's tweet from the other night was uh, probably now infamous. I think that thing got shared and liked, you know, tens of thousands of times because if you had a team with Andrew Luck and Philip Lindsay and uh, Saquon Barkley and Keenan Allen and Adam Thielen and Juju Smith-Schuster, you might be undefeated. But you would have right. lost on Sunday because your wide receivers didn't yep. score 10 points, your running backs barely scored 10 points, and your QB didn't score 10 points. So uh, impressively low totals uh, to some extent. But I put together some things that we can uh, review. I'm not sure if you uh, ended up taking a look at that spreadsheet, Dan. I want to just make sure that you can look at it uh, before yeah, I start. Yeah, it looks like you it. have, like, the, at each position, the ADP, and then, like, who was actually the top ten for exactly. uh, semi-week. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, and and I, there are not I, many names on both columns. That's Let's right. Let's just put it that way. Right, so <laughs> I basically I put together a list of everybody's ADP. It was just, I went back to Fantasy Pros uh, September 7th, so this is basically right at the start of week. Labor Day weekend yeah, when people were drafting something. Exactly. Uh, so you have that. Uh, I use that as the ADP, the top 12. I just went with the ones. I didn't want to get too deep into it because it would take a long time uh, to do that, especially on radio. And then I went with the combined total, actually, week 14 and 15, or the average of week 14 and 15, just so you got a sense of how these guys were performing in the playoffs. So uh, Aaron Rodgers was the top ADP. 
He actually came in because of a good week 14. He came in eighth uh, on the list yep. this week. But the top guy in week 14 and 15, Matty Ice. We say all the time, wait on quarterback, mm-hmm. wait, wait on, on quarterback. quarterback. And I don't feel like I'm cherry picking with Matt Ryan because he has had a very no, good you've been fantasy. on him all year. But he also has had a very good fantasy season is what I mean. Uh, not about sure. my call. I'm just saying it's not like he performed late and you got lucky. Like, Matty Ice has been great. He's the second quarterback in fantasy football this year behind only Pat Mahomes. It's a pretty wide freaking margin, by the way, between Mahomes and Pat Ryan and Matt Ryan. Um, 371 to 306. That's between first and second place. Wow. So... Uh, just to give you a sense of how much. like eight points a week. Yeah, to give you a sense of how much Pat Mahomes has outperformed everybody else. It's been impressive. But you know what? Pat Mahomes ain't on that list either. He was not in the top 12 as of September 7th. You know who was? Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. And and Kirk Cousins and Cam Newton. And uh, you know, those so wait, Josh Allen and Josh Johnson and Lamar Jackson and Nick Mullins were not? That is correct. So the combined total for weeks 14 and 15, here's your quarterbacks. Matty Ice at number one. Deshaun Watson at number two. He was an ADP of five. Uh, Tom Brady at three. He actually matches uh, his ADP. He's the only one to do mm-hmm. so. Now, granted, I know he had a bad week 15, but I want to take it in totality because I don't want people to be like, well, I, I got bounced out of my playoffs because Brady, because of Brady. It's like, all right, Brady crushed the Dolphins, so he might have helped you get to week 15. I'm trying to be fair about it. I know this isn't entirely scientific, and you can pick it apart if you like, but it's my show, and I'll do it the way I want. So, uh, Josh Johnson. (laughs) Screw you guys, I'm going home. (laughs) So, Josh Johnson came in at number four, um, and, you know, (laughs) if you had any inkling that Josh Johnson was even going to play in the NFL this year, kudos to you. Uh, so he came in at number four. Pat Mahomes at five. Uh, again, he was not ADP in the top 12 uh, at the end of draft time. He was right on the precipice of it. He was, like, coming up 13, 14. Like <clears throat> I remember the one yet. team where I had Mahomes, and he actually didn't make the playoffs because they only included four teams. But uh, Mahomes, um, he was probably, yeah, 13 or 14. He comes in at five. Josh Allen at six. Lamar Jackson at seven. Aaron Rodgers came in at number eight. He was the ADP of one, like I said earlier. Andrew Luck, actually, I I stand corrected. He's the only other one that matched his ADP. So he comes in at nine. Nick Mullins at 10. Roethlisberger at 11. And Phil Rivers at 12. He he was close to matching his ADP as well at 11. Roethlisberger, too. Um, So it's a complete 50-50 shot there. The guys either were out of the top 12 and performed really well or – you got you know you got half of the half of the ADP top twelves in there, so that's actually not as much of a bloodbath, could um, because if you had Rodgers or Brady or Roethlisberger or Rivers, they actually luck, yeah, and luck, they actually got it done to some extent. You can cherry pick the one week, and that's what people are going to look at week fifteen. But I'm just talking about the totality of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Does that all make sense to you? Is it? Do you have a it quarrel does. with the way I uh, said it? No, up? I don't. I don't. And to be quite honest, the moral of the story is just like we were saying all August long: wait on quarterback. Yeah. You know that's that. That to me is the moral of the story. You know when I will say this though, Blue. If you if we go through this also at running back, I would have a little bit more of an issue because I think oh, we're at going running to- back at. At least, at least at running back, like, for example, Kareem Hunt is there, right? And uh, you would have known kind of like 
I think you would have prepared for it better in terms of having the handcuffs or going to the waiver wire with the next man up. Mm-hmm. And I think you do that a little bit more with running back and wide out than you do with quarterback. So the names seem more stark at quarterback, right? Nick Mullins, Josh Johnson, yeah. right? Because you would have gone different places. But for example, uh, I'm looking at the list here. You know, for example, a guy like uh, Jalen Samuels or a guy like Damian Williams, right? If you had Le'Veon Bell, if you or drafted him, if you drafted Kareem Hunt, you may have been more likely to have a Damian Williams because yeah, you would but have I been following I, that I mean, through line I gotta be all honest. season long. I, I got to be honest. In my leagues, I didn't see any yeah. uh, any connection between the Kareem Hunt owners and the Damian Williams owners. I, I'm not suggesting you don't think it, that with their handcuffs. No. Well, was it Spencer Ware? You're saying the, the manner and yeah. I think the manner in which Kareem Hunt happened, it was a mad dash for Spencer Ware on a Friday afternoon because some guy was sitting Mm. in front of his computer and they got Spencer Ware. And then maybe a couple of other guys went out and got Damian Williams just in case. But, you know, the irony in my one league where I got bounced, um, if I played Matty Ice, or I named the team after Matty Ice, if I played him over Roethlisberger, (laughs) I, I would have made it. Uh, but I, I can't criticize myself for the Roethlisberger call. Everybody thought he was a top-projected quarterback, so yeah. um, I went with Ben. You know what? If he completes that freaking pass at the end of the game to Juju, I'm in. Like, I thought right. I was in. I'm, I'm, I'm tracking the score, and I'm like, if he hits this, um, I, I have a chance. I, I wasn't definitely going to be in, but uh, Chris McCaffrey so outperformed, and Mike Thomas – Chris McCaffrey outperformed Mike Thomas, Ian Thomas, and DJ Moore combined. Combined. So um, if I hit that pass from Roethlisberger to Juju, I'm in in the championship game, which would have been nice. But I I brought that up because the guy that made the championship game played Damian Williams. Now, and then 30 points out of him. Yeah. So, but the interesting thing about that is. My running back stable in that league was Dalvin Cook, Chris McCaffrey. Played them both. Philip Lindsay played him too. That sounds pretty well. It's except pretty good, for Lindsay, right? but Cook and yeah, yeah. They I'm, went just, off. I'm just saying that's three of my running backs. The other two are Tariq Cohen and Sony Michelle. You can't ask for better running back right, depth yeah. throughout the stable. season yeah. than that. So the irony is the guy that beat me. Played Marlon Mack. I kept Marlon Mack in that league, which I've talked about oh, here man. before, and I right. released him. I released him like back week in September. Two or something, right? right. Yeah. So karma comes back to get me on that one. The only thing I would say is that if I had Marlon Mack, no way I'm playing him with those other guys I just mentioned. Right. No way. Been below the cut line for you. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so you could argue, well, you should have kept him because you don't know about running backs. Well, I had five legit running backs, and I was rotating yeah. other guys in. So anyway. I shouldn't have cut Marlon back. I've talked about it before, and he comes back to beat me with a 25-point game. I lost by seven, so it, it mattered. Um, the other thing is the guy that's advancing to the championship against my opponent played Damian Williams, got 27 points. It's a half-point PPR, just to clarify. Okay. So yeah. if Damian Williams is on my team, no way I play him. So not only right. is it some bad breaks, but you have to have good breaks. And, like, you know what, I, I lost Kareem Hunt. Uh, so I'm just going to play, and now Kareem Hunt conceivably would have performed just as well on the Chiefs as Damian Williams sure. did. But I, I'm trying to think of a, a better example, a guy that maybe had a really bad matchup going into this past week. 
you know, the Damian Williams and Derrick Henry owners were playing those guys out of pure desperation, and they, I mean, they hit the jackpot. off for them, yeah. It's just cra- that's the crazier he- part. Like if Damian, if, if Damian Williams or Derrick Henry are on my that one team that I just mentioned, I'm not even playing them. They're just on the bench. Right, and and here's the thing. Like you talk about how you need some breaks, right? That's the same as real football. Blew it, you know. Of course, you need to you need to get lucky. Sometimes you make your own luck, right? But let's say there's other Steelers people. Steelers got 14 you know, penalties other on the Pats. Like it mattered. They yeah. lost. They won a game by yeah. seven points, in which their opponent picked up 14 penalties. Like. That stuff matters. There's also going to be people that, for example, were facing, uh, that got through because they were facing, like, Keenan Allen and Aaron Jones. Yeah. Who, who leave the game in the first quarter. You know, like, that's a great break for a team. You know? And so the same kind of things you're talking about and lamenting, you know, are happening left and right for other people on the lucky side, shall we say. You know? And, and, and that's... That's part of all this. You can just we, that's why we talk all the time, Blewett, that this is a game of inputs, not outputs, right? Yeah. You make your best lineup, you do your analysis, you make your best lineup, and then you, you gotta just let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, why don't we keep? We'll do the exercise with running backs now, just to take a look at the ADPs okay. from September seventh and weeks fourteen and fifteen, what these guys got you. So to Dane's point. <clears throat> It's always going to be more jammed up with running backs, right, uh, for, for obvious reasons. But we'll start out with Todd Gurley. He was the top ADP here at the by the end of the year. Um, what's interesting to, about this, and I should note, is that because it was September 7th, Le'Veon Bell was da- all the way down. It's all 10. the way down, yeah. So a couple People of weeks prior, yeah. that's right, a couple of weeks prior, he's probably at two. Um, so... Anyway, Gurley comes in at number one, and then we have him down at one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. So he was seventh uh, for running back totals for week 14 and 15 combined. Pretty good. I mean, it's not the top Gurley that he had last year, but he had a huge game the other night, and uh, it is what it is. You know, frankly, Dane, you know what we really needed? Yeah. We needed Josh Reynolds to get over that one-inch yeah. line there instead of that's right. the touchdown. And then the last play <laughs> of the game. The last play of the game, he gets overthrown. It was Josh Reynolds. It was, oh, that absolutely. Was, that was where our championship hopes We had a apart. shot there. We did. Yep. He and had we had touchdowns. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas underperformed for us as well. We still had a chance going into Monday night. We had Ingram and Michael Thomas. We wound up falling short by about – 10 points, you know, and Michael Thomas had a subpar game. I that felt sort bad of thing. after so we had a first, shot. I felt bad after the first quarter. I felt bad after the yeah. first quarter. No, I, hear I was you. like, man. Yeah, Thomas didn't get it going yeah. at all. You're like, absolutely maybe, right. But blew it. Yeah. I, Go ahead. I got to get into this because we're talking about Gurley, and I know we're doing like overall stuff, mm-hmm. but news and notes here are really important, yes. okay? Because for people who are still in their championship, the Rams signed CJ Anderson off the street yeah, yesterday. Yeah, they did. Okay, and they're promoting guys from like the practice squad, stuff like that. That signals to me, Blewett, that the Rams are legitimately worried about Todd Gurley's health. What does that mean for you if you own Gurley going into the championship? The Rams are making moves signaling that something is actually wrong with Gurley. Yeah, it's a big problem. It's a big problem right now Um, because they're playing. They're obviously they have a lot on the line. But I heard Scott say just a few minutes ago. They must. They're gonna feel like they can beat Arizona without Gurley. Like obviously his his main backup Malcolm Brown went to IR, and then you right. got two young guys there, John Kelly and Justin Davis. Kelly, you bring in C.J. Anderson. Now, I 
people are going to take guesses as to whether it be Kelly or Davis or both, but, you know, these guys have four carries total. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's it. It just comes down to this, the handcuffs in week 16. And you drafted the guy number one overall, and he's been worth the price of admission for sure. But, you know, and the Rams may that, not have to yeah. use him again until, like, you know, January 12th or 13th. If they want to sit him, they could get a full month of rest for Todd Gurley well, yeah, if they do, in fact, maintain their buy. I think that's a good point because people are saying, well, you shouldn't rest the guy for two weeks. Well, this could be what Melvin Gordon has or what James Conner has. Like, that's not. Right. That's not rest for the sake of rest. That's we need to make sure he's healthy because we're trying to win a Super Bowl. That's not that's lose the battle to win the war. Yeah, yeah of course. And honestly, at this point, <clears throat> screw home field. <clears throat> if it means we, they're get not going to get there anyway. Early. The Saints' magic number is one that's for right. home field. You that's know, right. they got to stay above the Bears though. They only got a one game lead on the Bears, and the Bears have the tiebreaker against them. Yeah, or screw the bye. Uh, however you want to phrase it, I'm saying. Of course you want the buy, of course, but right. we need to get this guy healthy. Like he's our best offensive weapon. Yeah. This might be the best offensive weapon in the whole league. He's an MVP so, like, candidate. For who God's cares sakes. if we got to go with John Kelly uh, against here? We go. We run. Th- we want. We we run three wide sets, ninety five percent of the time. Right. We like to throw the ball, so we just got to get Goff right. And they need and one win against like Arizona, or San Fran, or whatever it is Josh to Reynolds you know secure that buy. Forty. Josh Reynolds will probably put up forty. Right. This of course week. he will. Yeah. So of anyway. course he will. Uh, Gurley, by the way, the top <laughs> running back in fantasy football. Uh, right in front of Chris McCaffrey, who if Gurley doesn't play and McCaffrey does, Chris McCaffrey might take down the title, top running back in fantasy football. He's been awesome. Yeah. He has been awesome. He really has, especially in PPR format. He's the entire Panthers offense, and I said this last hour, because Cam Newton, something's wrong with him. Cam is not right. And they can't throw the ball down the field. He's got to dump it down to McCaffrey. That's it. We'll talk. We'll keep talking about those running backs next, including McCaffrey, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Cam Newton as well. It's Micah Dane on MST, rocking out on a Wednesday morning. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Yes, a mini holiday to you and yours. Ebenezer Scrooge here. No, I'm not here to tell you about the importance of the holiday season, I assure you. I'm here to tell you that during this festive time of the year, you cannot end up like my fantasy teams, quite dead, as Jacob Marley. 
but there is a chance at hope for you. Go to your nearest mobile telephone app store and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. For free, you get the help of many fantasy analysts with as much wisdom as the fantasy spirits of past, present, and yet to come. Download the app, listen to their words, and win fantasy magic so you can decrease your fantasy league surplus population. If you want the merry feelings of the holiday season all year, then you must download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Otherwise, be forced to wear the fantasy chains of fadia that you forged in life. We're back on FST. Trying to drown our uh, sorrows. I wish I was drowning my sorrows. It's like <laughs> 8 o'clock in the morning. So, can't do that. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, Mike. Yeah, it is. <laughs> if you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your DFS skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and Dane. You can wager on reality TV. And I know tonight yes, is a big night for you. We're your man, Nick, yeah, buddy. from Survivor. Yeah, he's one of six, still live. That's and it's right. the finale tonight, two-hour finale. So get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, and maybe you can crush the competition in reality TV wagering. So you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game action. There's a lot of ways in which you can make money. So go to BetDSI. Enter the promo code FNTSY101, that's FNTSY101, when signing up to get a 100% bonus deposit match. That's promo code FNTSY101, BetDSI, where players get paid. So, I'm going to be texting you all night long, by the way. I'm going to be like live texting you the Survivor finale, okay, Blit? Uh, no problem. I will ignore all of those texts. <laughs> I, I promise. Fair. <laughs> I will be out for a little holiday revelry, so I'll, I'll make sure to. Nice. I'll ask the whatever bar or uh, restaurant. Put Survivor on mute. Put on Survivor the on. Bar. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I got to see if my man sure. Nick is winning. It's a live <laughs> final, bud. I mean, what are we talking really about is. here? What am I, a jerk? So, oh, you're trying to win that cash. Yeah, that's right. Sure. I got cash on Nick. From Survivor, where is he from? Where is Nick from? I have no. Oh, he's he's from the he's from somewhere in the south. His alliance with someone else was called the Mason Dixon Boys. He's um he's from somewhere in the south. Well, somewhere in the south, way to pinpoint it below Dave. the Mason Dixon line. Kind, I'll tell you that. That's the kind of analysis. <laughs> that's that analysis for. you need, Ba. That's that heavy hitting analysis. I don't know. Where's that oh, guy I know. play? I don't know. Somewhere in the <laughs> NFC South. I don't know. That's right. to nail the team. He went to school at one of those MAC conference schools. That's but right. let me tell you something. I picked this guy when there were 18 people left, okay? Yeah. If I nail a one out of 18 shot, uh, I'm going to revel in it, Blewett. I really am. I, I, don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I would, too. I'd talk about it at parties. Anyway, uh, back to the running back thing. So, yeah, the Todd Gurley thing, obviously <laughs> a huge concern. Uh, so, of the ADPs, he came in. Uh, David Johnson did not make the top 12 of the playoff um, setup Zeke Elliott actually did so if you drafted Zeke Elliott third overall he came in fifth in this combined week 14 week week 15 setup Alvin Kamara it's actually pretty good results so far Alvin Kamara came in top 10 in week 14 and 15 Saquon Barkley came in uh number nine in the top 14 15 however it's obviously one huge game one light game I mean Barkley in particular I think 
uh, right. was disappointing to people in week 15. But nonetheless, in week 14, he helped you through. Uh, Melvin Gordon uh, obviously did not play in weeks 14 and 15, so uh, you get knocked out there. Kareem Hunt obviously did not play. Leonard Fournette, uh, maybe arguably the most disappointing player in all of fantasy football this year. He came in out of the money in the top 12, even though you drafted him as the eighth overall running back. Chris McCaffrey, if you drafted him as the ninth overall running back, and again, this is late in the season. So McCaffrey was typically going 10th with Bell uh, being in front of him. But Chris McCaffrey came in second. And uh, let's pause there on McCaffrey because you are right. He has become the entire offense. And people celebrating Cam Newton's completion percentage this year, I think we're just looking at the numbers on the page and not realizing that it had continued to increase right. with a short passing game with McCaffrey and Olsen when he was in there. But Cam still struggles in the manner that he has always struggled, accuracy downfield. So while Norv Turner helped the offense, we, we did see just on Monday night where he's still struggling. He is hurt, obviously. That offensive line yeah. isn't very good. It's gotten him beat up. He's not healthy, but it's also exacerbating the fact that he can't throw downfield. There's just a lot of missed throws the other night. and Ducks on Monday night. Yeah, I just don't think it's part of, like, the, that one pass where he was down near his own goal line and he hit D.J. Moore yeah. on, like, a third and ten. That, that was a miracle. I, he wasn't right. even looking, and he just threw right. it because he knew he was going to get hit, and he got a big third down. Well, it didn't turn out to be all that big, but he got a third down conversion. But... I, I guess and Booger made the point also. He's like throws with a lot of upper body and the torque. It just looks weird, and the ball's coming out weird. That shoulder is bum. They're not. He's not running much anymore. So my question is like, don't defensive coordinators know this too? Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's why they've lost six games in a row. Six in a row. I guess I mean, so. Yeah. It's not like they're. But not I mean, I would double team. I would double Christian McCaffrey on every play. Uh, yeah, that, that's fair, but. I think McCaffrey shows how good he is in his versatility. Yeah. He's threw the freaking touchdown pass the other night too. Yeah. So if you, all right. So yeah. points let's make Christian sure McCaffrey we touchdown pass and a pick too. Yeah. Let's make sure we take away McCaffrey uh, on the in the run game. Like okay, then he paused and threw a fifty yard touchdown pass. So right. Um, in my Super Bowl that I'm facing, my big home league where it's actually a rematch of the championship from last year, my team that I went twelve and one and all that stuff. My opponent has Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. Um, it's like a it's like a push. It's like a net I know. So push. I'm just like I'm trying to by osmosis tell the defensive coordinator, please control Christian McCaffrey and Cam will control himself. <laughs> you yeah. know. So yeah, McCaffrey's been crazy good, and he'll probably if Gurley doesn't play, obviously he'll probably pass Gurley. So um, anyway, so there's McCaffrey at nine, Le'Veon Bell at ten, uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, was your 11th running back off the board hmm. back in September, and Dalvin Cook came in at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 in a combined weeks 14 and 15. So if you hung on to him and you hung with him, he actually did step up late. Like, I, like I'm saying, like that one team that I had, like they were disappointing, but I had McCaffrey and Cook. Like that's not why I lost. Those guys were awesome. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it takes, you know, it, yeah. it takes a lot to win a championship. Yeah, it takes a village, Dane. So, and then Devontae That's Freeman. Right. Well, if you drafted Devontae Freeman, that's on you. 
I mean, I can't. Yeah, I can't. We I were can't telling sign, you guys all off season that we were concerned about his health. On chronic, we were telling you all off season. Yeah, they they gave that guy a good amount of money, and uh, I think they're in a tough spot there. Uh, but I, I don't know what they can do as far as getting out from under that contract. I'd have to take a look at it a little bit closer, but. Um, it's a bad look right now. A guy with uh, major injury history at this point. Uh, on and Tevin Coleman's going to sign elsewhere. <sighs> He's a probably. free agent. Yes, probably. Someone will give him low-level starting money. Oh, the Atlanta look, Falcons will not. Right. Yeah, that's the, the, that's the only thing I paused about. I, I've been saying it, and you and I have both been saying it for a while on the Tevin Coleman thing, that he'll be a starter somewhere else. I just, yeah. I just, Someone will give him money like Deion Lewis got, you know? Yeah, no, I just wonder if the Falcons have any room to sign him. Recourse. That, that, yeah, that's the, only, that's the only thing I wonder. Because now they know that Freeman is not bankable. I mean, they know it now. They probably they had concerns before. Now they know that they can't really rely on him. So I just wonder if they have an opportunity to sign him as well. Probably not because they'll have some defenders coming. They have all that money committed to Matty yeah. Ice and Julio, and they'll have some defenders coming up soon that they'll have to pay. So I would imagine that they have to let him walk. Uh, anyway, uh, on the wide receiver front, actually, let me see timing. Yeah, we got time. Uh, wide receivers. So uh, Antonio Brown was your number one wide receiver off the board back in September, and he did not make the top 12, Dane. How about that? Yeah, that's interesting. I think it, it's a narrative we've seen all season long because Juju did make the top 12, yes, right? He did. So it's something of a tightening of, like, you know, not a true target monster number one. They're now going at it with, you know, a great combo the same as like Minnesota, and we talked about this all season long. Juju on the ascent. The Juju, the the, the pass the other day. I, it was a really good play by the defender. So I'm not. I don't think like Juju dropped it. I thought he could have come back to the ball a little bit, but uh, that loft pass by Roethlisberger at the end to Juju. If he catches that, I think a lot of fantasy owners are pretty happy. I certainly am. But it would have gotten Roethlisberger over 20 point mark. It would have gotten Juju to double digits. Sure. It would have been. Um, it would have saved a lot of people offensively, and the Steelers would have put up, you know, more points. So, uh, anyway, uh, I would have felt a lot better at the game at the time. I, it was a sweat at the end. I was positive Brady was going to score, for the record. Obviously, I'm the resident Steelers fan, so to talk about that for a minute. Sure. I was positive Brady was going to score. I, in fact, it was getting close to, like, kids' bedtime, and <laughs> I'm sitting there, and my wife is trying, saying like uh, do you think you'd be able to help with bedtime should how long is this going to take should we all watch it together i'm like this is right. going to overtime just why don't you just deal with it for a little while and i'll help if i can and i don't know the pads just didn't convert you know they got an ancient rob gronkowski and brady just yep. was not sharp he just wasn't um I know they had a million penalties, but Brady also wasn't sharp. They just a lot of pre-snap penalties, which was weird. And uh, I, I get that the crowd is loud, but the Pats deal with that all the time. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, it's not a bash fest. We'll do the Pro Bowl stuff, by the way. Uh, we'll do it in the third segment um, to talk okay. through, through all that kind of stuff. Sounds and, good. And yes, Brady. I got to tell you real quick on Brady these Pats. Not be on, on these it. Pats. Go ahead. Uh, I agree with you. Andrew Luck should be instead. But yeah, um, I um. Uh, on these pats, I'm telling you, Blue, and you know, as a Jets fan, you're a Steelers fan, you know, we've been clamoring for the fall of Rome for a while, right? <laughs> as it relates to New England. The Steelers but are 3 11 honestly, against the Patriots. Of course I want that. <laughs> the, Jets, the Jets record have some more, have some more as worse, even, you know? Um, but what I will say, honestly, if the pats wind up in the three seed, they ain't making it. 
You know, if they have to see a team like the Ravens or the Colts at home uh, the first week and then maybe have to have two road games just to get to the Super Bowl, this Patriots team is not the same vintage, you know, and they will not make the Super Bowl. Um, it's looking tough for them now. I, I, I still have faith that Bill O'Brien will the choke, two, is choke, big a, difference for them. choke a couple of games away and get the Pats the two seed somehow. Uh, if they get the two, it's different, right? Because then they got to win only two games, one of which will be at home. But at the three seed, for them to win three games, two of which are on the road, the Pats are three and five on the road this year. Keep in mind right now, too, the Chargers are a wild card team. So uh, they're yeah. probably the best team in the conference, and they'll have to right. play on the road in an AFC right. championship game. Potentially. In, in this scenario. But that's probably better for the Chargers because they ain't got no home field advantage at StubHub. I get that, but they don't want to go to New England. They don't want to go to Kansas no. City. It's freezing. It's, it's going to be freezing You're in right. both of those environments. So uh, they, Houston they need would to play be okay, at home if for no other Houston reason that they right. don't have to get on a flight and it'll be 75 degrees. So um, sure. anyway, so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep talking about that through the Pro Bowl stuff. So, uh, all right, DeAndre Hopkins, he was number two ADP. Number two in weeks 14 and 15. Julio Jones was number three. Uh, excuse me. Odell Beckham was number three on ADP. He uh, didn't play in weeks 14 and 50, 15. Julio Jones was at number four on your ADP, and he came in at number three for weeks 14 and 15. So DeAndre Julio stepping up. Uh, D.D. <laughs> Michael Thomas uh, obviously has... <laughs> I love how you just laugh at yeah, D.D. Westbrook. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it just starts to get ridiculous at some point. Right. Michael Thomas does... DeAndre, Julio, and Devontae Adams are really the only ones who kind of returned appropriate value from where you drafted them. Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, T.Y. Hilton, too. Okay. Yeah, T.Y. But see, I thought T.Y. Hilton... I The way I read it, T.Y. Hilton, from my remembrance, let's say, was even lower. People were fading those Colts. They didn't realize. But here it says T.Y. Hilton was wide receiver 10. So Yeah. Uh, I, went, I went just by Fantasy Pros. So that's where he yeah, was getting okay. drafted or, or ranked collectively. I, I would say sure. maybe your draft didn't reflect that. But I think that's also... I'm going by, like... Uh, expert rankings. So since that was a little later gotcha. in the process, there was probably a little bit more. Uh, uh, this is a fair question. I think it's probably indicative that there was a little bit more faith in Luck because Luck had then As been the named preseason week went along. one right. starter. He's good to go. Like right. re- Remember for a while there, yeah, like, that's we're fair. not sure if he's going to play week one. It went on for months. Yep. So um, that's probably why he's a little higher there. Um, so T.Y. Hilton comes in there. Larry Fitz uh, did not appear in the top 12. And Stephon Diggs did not appear in the top, top 12. Your top 12 for weeks 14 and 15 were Amari Cooper, he wasn't there. DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. Julio. Dee Dee Westbrook, the number four wide receiver for weeks 14 and 15. Mike Williams, of sure. course. Everybody saw that coming. Yeah. You know, the 30-point game after Keenan Allen goes out. Uh, Definitely. T.Y. Hilton, Devontae Adams, Alshon Jeffrey. That kind of came out of nowhere. Obviously, the monster game uh, against the I remember, Rams. he was injured at the beginning of the year, too, so he wasn't getting drafted. I wasn't going to draft Alshon Jeffrey if he was perfectly healthy. Uh, seriously, because he always fair. gets hurt. He always just you does get hurt. So let me ask you this, and I was going to try and wrap this up in this way anyway. When I see Amari Cooper and I see Mike Williams, to me, those are two guys that are going to be drafted dramatically higher than they were last year. We talked about Devontae Freeman, how the team knows now, right? You just said Keenan Allen is always hurt. What does that mean for Mike Williams' ADP and draft stat well, the stock only, yeah, next year? I, I think 
I think you're right. He's going to get drafted pretty high because Mike Williams has incredible ability. The thing I've never yeah. quite understood about it, though, is that Mike Williams is also a player that carries an injury history. It's why I didn't love that sure. pick for the Chargers because they're number one obviously gets hurt a fair amount. He's had a torn ACL. He's, and this hip pointer isn't Kidneys that... Kidneys or spleen, yeah, whatever hip, it was. Yeah. This hip pointer isn't that big of a deal, but it, it, you know, it kept him out for fantasy owners and will keep him out uh, for this week as well, most likely. So, um, so I, I would only suggest that, yeah, Mike Williams has a ton of ability, and obviously this offense is, is really good, but sure. you have to weigh the fact that he has an injury history too. Like he's not always yeah. healthy with the Chargers. He wasn't healthy in college. Clemson, it, it is yeah. something to consider. So um, about his abilities, crazy. I mean, I watched him at Clemson, and I'm watching him now, and obviously he can tear the roof off the place when he's right. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, would you call Juju the uh, fantasy MVP of wide receivers this year? Or is that the fantasy MVP at the wide of rece- wide receivers? The wide receiver position. I think that's an interesting question maybe maybe guys like amari cooper really 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 helped you a guy like but amari you know, didn't do it all the year. same name it it would have taken what a while a, for you to start playing amari yeah. and juju you're like all right i guess that's true adam Thielen. all year long you rode with him adam Thielen's drafted up him. there yeah. Nah, but people knew about Adam Thielen. It depends on how you create, how you talk about value, yeah. you know, because I'm even thinking about Robert off Woods. the radar names like, yeah, I'm thinking about what about a guy like Tyler Boyd? Tyler really Boyd is up there. teams in the middle of the season. Tyler Boyd You know what I mean? There. Stuff like that as well. But yeah, I mean, Juju's definitely in there, in that conversation for sure. The, the, the thing that's different with Juju and Adam Thielen, you were playing those guys every week and they just kept performing, kept performing, kept performing. Thielen was a pretty high draft. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but he was a really high draft pick. Not in this top 12, apparently, though, that we have sure. here. He was probably in a similar level as Juju. Probably. That's fair. I, I think you could say Tyreek Hill. And, you, you know, know? Come, now, you know, at the running back position, it's easy. It's a two-man debate. It's Philip Lindsay and James Conner. Like, those are your guys. Right. One guy wasn't drafted. Yeah. In, in many leagues, both guys were undrafted, and they killed it for right. 14 weeks. Or 13 weeks in yeah. one instance, whatever. I know you're disappointed about the playoff situation, but uh, I think that's right. to finish out the top 12 from these weeks 14 and 15, it was Edelman, Robbie Anderson, and Robert Foster. Robert Foster is the name of my college roommate, who I'm going to see tonight for his holiday cocktail. And I'm going to congratulate him on his fantasy success. We'll be right back and wrap this conversation up and do Pro Bowls From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare 
Timeshare Exit Team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people, and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060 That's 800-804-7060 The Morning After The Carolina Panthers, I'm almost at a loss for words. I believe they're only the second team right now in NFL history to be 6-2 and two and then to be 6-8. and eight. Wasn't one time the Jets 10-0 and, and they finished 10-6 and six and they lost their first playoff game? When were the Jets ever 10-0? 1971? I'm not saying the Panthers are the worst collapse ever. I'm yeah. saying 6-2. and two. It's up there, bro. <laughs> it's up there. It really is amazing. This team just doesn't know how to win. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy legend. Try DailyRoto.com for free this holiday season. That's right, free advice from fantasy pros, free NBA DFS projections, free optimizer access, and free everything else you need to dominate daily fantasy basketball this holiday season. So stuff your stockings with cold hard cash and get free access to Daily Roto with the promo code DRHOLIDAYS with an S at the end to access your free trial. That's that's DailyRoto.com, promo code DRHOLIDAYS. So uh, there you go. So, all right, just making sure I got those reads right, Dane. You know, you got to take care of business. Got to pay those bills. So, uh, all right. Yeah, so, so sponsors happy. wrapping up the wide receiver thing. So, yeah, so Edelman, obviously, look, I was angling for Edelman in every league where I could get him, even though he missed the month. Um, and I thought he was going to deliver. I, I think he did. Look, I, I don't think you'd be disappointed where, with where Julian Edelman came up uh, this year. You know he's not he's not going to appear on your top fifty list because the guy missed four games. But from a uh, an average standpoint, once he came back, I think he did fine. Right? Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. I was just over the break. I was looking at you know your question about the MVP wide receiver. So I looked at like projected versus actual, and the biggest differences to me are guys that we've talked about. You know, Tyreek Hill was thought of well, but is really like the number two wide receiver right now in fantasy. Um, you know, guys, we talked about Tyler Boyd, a big jump from projected to actual so far this year. Guys like Kenny Galladay and Tyler Lockett and Calvin Ridley would also fit that description. Yeah, I think that that's all fair, too. Ridley was just so inconsistent, though. You didn't know when to play. Yeah, it's true. Guy like Boyd. But Galladay and Lockett Boyd are very there, interesting guys. He started, he started performing pretty well. Now, here's what yeah. I'll say about Edelman. From the time that he returned in a full-point PPR league, Edelman was the 13th wide right. receiver. That's pretty good. Right. He missed those four games. Yeah, for sure. So from week five to week 15, Edelman was 13th. Here's the guys that are in front of him. Adams, Hill, Beckham, Jones, Brown. This is by average, by the way. Point average. So Odell gets in there with average, not total. Adams, Tyreek Hill, Beckham, Jones, Julio. Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen, T.Y. Hilton, Juju Smith-Schuster, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, Stephon Diggs, and then Edelman at 13, and Cooper at 14. So that's a that's a list of all-stars right there. So that, that's why I get that I'm cherry-picking weeks 14 and 15. 
on the whole, the stars performed. I mean, that was a that was a list of all stars that I just gave you, Pro Bowlers, if you will. Um, so uh, anyway, so I just think I, I do think it's funny. Robbie Anderson comes in there at eleven, and Robert Foster. And literally, I'm going to see a guy named Bob Foster tonight, who is my college year <laughs> roommate, and I just find it funny that th- he's got a uh, namesake in the NFL. So I'll, I'll do the tight ends real quick, and then I'll, we'll talk quickly about Pro Bowl. So. <clears throat> Uh, Gronk was actually, this is the week 14 and 15 totals. Kittle comes in at number one. He, at this point, he was not making the top 12 tight ends, but we always consider him to be a really good value. Kelsey comes in at number two. That was his ADP. Gronk actually comes in at number three. Disappointing week 15, but week 14, he performed well, and he was a top overall tight end. Uh, Evan Ingram comes in at number four. He was a top 12 tight end. Jared Cook you didn't find him anywhere in your top 12. Blake Jarwin, what's up? Ian Thomas, yeah. how you doing? Eric sure. Ebron, fantasy MVP at tight end, is Kittle or Ebron? That's yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Um, I, I be. get that Kelsey was, and Ertz were awesome, but Kittle and Ebron Kittle. Was, a, was a waiver guy, and Kittle was, in, at, as of Lower September 7th, like, he was a top 15 guy. I really liked Kittle yeah. coming into the year, Jimmy G or not. So, yeah, me too. Uh, Trey Burton came in here at number 9. Dallas Goddard at 10. Cameron Brait at 11. He was a guy I actually targeted in some drafts. I thought there'd be something there. Clearly, there was an O.J. Howard dip in production, and Cameron Brait was a a good guy to own overall, but he didn't get you points every week from the beginning of the season. And then your guy, Vance McDonald, uh, he came in at number 12. So uh, the tight end position is a mess. I think you learn less from that uh, than any other position because um, it's a bloodbath there every year. But Kittle, uh, you know, Kelsey, Gronk, Ingram are really the only guys, Dane. Kelsey Gronk and Ingram are the only guys that were ADP top 12 that finished in the money, the top 12 for weeks 14 and 15 combined. Not even Zach Ertz did. And he was awesome for 13. Yeah, no, Zach Ertz has underperformed. Trust me, I have shares of him. And I think you're right. You know, this idea of I think George Kittle was definitely kind of someone else who ascended. Um, Eric Ebron, you saw out of nowhere. You know what I'm surprised by? Listen, I was saying how down I was on Evan Ingram all season long, but in week 14 and 15, he was there. However, I think a lot of that was due to the fact that Odell Beckham was not. Of course, yeah. You know, these are the knee bones connected to the hip bone, right? All all this kind of stuff is uh, uh, circular in some way. So, uh, all right, Pro Bowls. Here's my stance on the Pro Bowls. Sure. Don't worry about it, folks. That's right. 40 new guys will be on the roster over the next couple of weeks. I can't get into – one thing I've learned as I've aged – it's the only thing I've learned as I've aged, <laughs> Dean. I still have a lot more to learn. Don't worry about the award stuff. Whether you're yeah. into Hollywood stuff, don't worry about it. Just enjoy the movies. Whether you're into Hall of Fame debates, yeah, Harold Bain shouldn't be in. I can't do anything about it. He's in now. Don't worry about it. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. People clearly don't do their homework that vote on this. And I don't even remember what the Pro Bowl breakdown is. Now. Is it so, some fans, some coaches? Is that, is that how it there's works? Some, we were, me and Scott were talking about this algorithm or whatever the formula was. Uh, we know there's all those sources of input, but we don't know what percentage yeah, is Yeah, I stopped worrying. I, like I, I t- literally to the point where I stopped worrying about this a long time ago. It's obviously based on reputation. Tom Brady sure. isn't going to go anyway. 
He's not going to go. If the Pats make the Super Bowl, right. Or oh, if they right. don't, he's not going to Orlando. He'll go on vacation with Giselle instead. What, right. what would you do? I wouldn't go to Orlando either. I would go on vacation with Giselle. Yeah. And here's the other thing, Blewett. Honestly, at least like five years ago, the game was in Hawaii at least, you know? Yeah, I agree. Now it's in Orlando. No, the guys love it. <laughs> the, the, the players are not happy that it's not in Honolulu anymore for the record. Yeah. I, I, I don't blame the league for like, cutting costs on the thing where 40 guys say sure. no every year. So, um, But when I you take out the Super Bowl players, the injured players, the guys who are just like, hey, let the kids have a chance. They were smart to do it They'll literally be 35 other guys. They were smart to do it before the Super Bowl, though. The ratings have increased, and it just it's yeah. a little easier for some of the players to get to. And um, I, I think you know it makes sense for the league to do it that way. But I don't get fired up yeah. about it. Are there snubs? Yeah, I heard you say Chris Jones and Andrew Luck should be yeah. in there. And guy after guy yeah. after guy. I Look, there's so much of this is done on reputation that um, I want to see. Did Darius Leonard make it? I'd see. I saw oh, a, a the Colts linebacker. Uh, he didn't. Is that right? Not. Let me see. Uh, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the AFC defense right now. Linebackers. Yeah, he didn't make it. He uh, leads the league in not. tackles. He Should leads be the defensive league rookie of the year for sure. Yeah. The yeah. only other guy competing with what? him He's is guy Vanderesh, will make it. who also didn't make it. But he, he'll be a guy who does make it when, like, Are you saying Mosley it's not going like, to be a Colts-Cowboys eh, Super Bowl, times. Dean? Yeah, I'm saying it might not be. Yeah, I'm so. saying if I had to bet on that prop, it would be no. Luck. Well, however, on Prescott. my book, bring up... <laughs> Let's do it. I'll bring up the Cowboys-Colts matchups because they have odds on all the possible matchups. Okay. Uh, so we could, we could get into that. Uh, uh, you know what else I do think do is interesting? We, and there is some. Yeah. Okay. Sure. One thing that is interesting, a lot of DFS sites do a two-game slate of the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl together. And that's interesting. If you could figure out some inefficiencies in the Pro Bowl for actual stats, uh, could be interesting. But I If you can figure that out, God bless. That's a... That is a maelstrom of uh, players coming in and out. I don't know who's throwing to who or when that's going to happen. You don't right. know when players are coming yep. in and out of the game. So um, it's true. It's just not that fun to watch. Cowboys Colts plus forty five thousand as a Super Bowl matchup. Wow. Yep. Forty five thousand. Let's throw twenty bucks on it. It might be a typo, but forty five thousand right now over be. on mybookie.ag. Can't be. It's forty five. It's got to be forty five hundred. Uh, Cowboys Chiefs are 4,500, so maybe not. Whoa. And Cowboys Ravens are 40,000. What if you take 20 bucks on that right now? I got 10 bucks. Cowboys Chiefs are 4,500. Let's go in on it. Cowboys Colts are 45,000. Let's go in on it. You got 20 bucks? Yeah, I got 10 on it. Yeah, I got 10 on it. I'd like to put 10 on it more if we made the freaking finals in our our league that somehow we're not going to I hear you, brother. Anyway, so, all right. So that's it on the Pro Bowl. The one thing I will say, though, and I heard Engel talking about this in the previous hour. Yeah. It's a little bastardized because of the fact that they are – so many players are saying no. But when you compare right. the size of the roster in the NFL to the number of players that are named to or play in the Pro Bowl, it is a lower percentage of the league – than is oh, the see. guys that play in the All-Star game in baseball. So people still give respect right. to the All-Star game in baseball. But I'm just telling you, from a percentage standpoint, it's actually you'd be more of an elite player in the NFL if you're making the Pro Bowl. So when you say it means nothing, trust me, it matters in contracts, and I think it's a good honor. Contract they just don't get yeah. the rosters right the first time, at least. So that's it. 
hopefully you lamented with me for this last hour. We'll go over games and waiver stuff and everything tomorrow. It's Mike and Dave. Let's go, Nick! Let's go, Nick! <laughs>